Section 12 of the World War. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Atello. The World Story, Volume 15. The World War. Edited by Horatio W. Dresser. Section 12. The Second German Mobilization, 1914. By Jeffrey Pike. The following description of the movement of German troops is by a correspondent of the London Chronicle, who succeeded in reaching Berlin a few weeks after the war was declared. The Editor I had reckoned that the Russian advance would necessitate a large calling out of reserves and a great transfer of troops, in fact, a new mobilization. Now the main artery to the west from Berlin runs through the suburbs of Charlottenburg, and just beyond Charlottenburg are the Charlottenburg woods, and somewhat to the north, runs the railway. So on Sunday I took a train to Charlottenburg, and so did the whole of Berlin. Knowing that this was its habit, I knew I should be safe. And as I walked through the woods I heard a great rumble, and then the silence that was great beside it. A long pause, and then another rumble, and I realized I was drawing nearer to it, but it died away before I reached the spot whence it came. And then I came to the edge of the wood, and over the clearing that confronted me was the railway line, and far down the line was the great iron bridge that crossed the Havel. Keeping well within the shadow of the trees, I looked hard at the bridge and saw what I had expected. Five Landsturm, guardsmen, two at each end, and an Unterofficier. Thus far and no farther, thought I. It was from here that the rumble had come. I took out my pocket of lunch and sat down just inside the trees. I also took out two bottles of Pilsner beer. I looked a perfect Berliner. Suddenly came the rumble again. It could not have been more than seven or eight minutes after the last one had died away. In a few minutes a long train of forty-four luggage trucks had dashed past. At the rear were two ordinary carriages. The sliding doors of the vans were pushed back, and inside I saw were packed row after row of soldiers. They stood at the door leaning out over one another's shoulders, singing cheerfully and sturdily these wonderful German marching songs that make one's very breathing keep time to them. Each truck sang the same, and right down the train more than a quarter of a mile long, rose and fell the words of the Wacht am Rhein, God, with what fervor they shouted it, and yet it was still music. Next would come the prayer for Franz Joseph, and next, Die beide Grandier, and then again, die Wacht am Rhein, and again, and again, and it was the last notes that I can still hear singing in my ears when the next train comes rushing along, and the last that I can hear from them, and so on. And it remains a vista, those trucks decorated with green branches, and those jolly-looking men, leaning out of them, singing, 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 and all day long those trainloads of men passed and passed, and when I came back the next day, they were still passing, Every ten minutes they came, and they never varied by more than twenty seconds. But the place where all this was being worked from was miles away, in a room in the Kriegsministerium, war office of Berlin. And there, at any moment, they knew where every train ought to be, or actually was, which was generally the same thing. It was as long as 1903 that the plans for mobilization were last altered on a large scale, and it was then that they were finally molded to their present shape. One of the fundamental necessities for the smooth working organization to the Teutonic mentality is not merely shape-like docility, combined with the technical ability bred of the latest continuation school and the polytechnics, but also the fact that the whole thing or something like it has been done before. 
It is generally considered safer by superiors in government services in Prussia that inferiors should be able to recognize as an old friend or tormentor any order that should be given them. It saves them the trouble of understanding it. This was the case of the Prussian mobilization. Every summer for the last 12 years, every station master, the head of every locomotive depot, and every inspector in every district, every station in the empire, received three large official envelopes, which he had already received instructions were to be put into his safe, and there kept until they should be necessary. The first of these envelopes that disappeared behind lock and key had inscribed on the cover in large printed capitals, to be opened in the event of war with France. On the second of these documents was printed, to be opened in the event of war with Russia, and the third, to be opened in the event of war with France and Russia. There was no fourth. No envelope with, to be opened in the event of war with France, Russia, and Great Britain. Every year, a gold-laced official would come round to collect these envelopes and carefully scrutinize them, to see that they were untampered with. Year after year, the serious formality would be gone through. Then came the day. You will do this and that. Trains will pass through your station at the following times. Signalmen to be instructed to lower their signals so many minutes before each train. It is in this manner that all of the three great efforts were prepared for months beforehand. For the last effort that cleared Galatia, it was probably March that saw a whole staff of the ablest and stiffest young men, straight from staff colleges and full of ambition, sit down under the direction of a snow-white-haired old general or so, and carefully plot out with huge diagrams the exact times at which each train and each wagon was to leave its position, from where it was to be gathered in, and where it was to be concentrated, and whether it was to go. It is largely to these young men in spectacles sitting in Berlin that General von Mackensen owes his victories. At any rate, he could not possibly accomplish them without. End of section 12. This recording is in the public domain.